What's up, gentlemen? This is Rising Phoenix Podcast, a podcast about how to rise up after your divorce. I'm your host, Michael Rhodes. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to the show. This is episode 13, which is an episode with Travis Bell. Travis gave an excellent TED Talk, which I will post in the Facebook group, and he has written a book based on that TED Talk. Uh, he is known as the bucket list guy, and him and I have a great conversation covering a wide range of topics, including how he came to give his TED Talk, how he became the bucket list guy, depression, male suicide, how to combat some of the shit we're dealing with, and he throws out a challenge that I think we should all participate in at the end. I, I really enjoyed the conversation, and I think he really has a lot to offer. Uh, my hope is he will be into the Facebook group page in the near future. So here we go episode 13. Thank you for joining me today. Welcome. Uh, I really appreciate it. And why don't we just dive in and uh, tell me a little bit about yourself? Oh, mate. Yeah. Thanks to be. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank, I'm stoked to be on, man. Yeah. I look, uh, yeah, now I, I'm Trav Bell. I run around the world, have been running around the world as thebucketlistguy.com for the last 10 years. Um, and it sounds really weird to say that to people. Uh, so, so, what do you, so what do you do, Trav? You know, someone might ask me on a plane or, you know, when, you, when you, you meet a stranger, so what do you do? And normally we give a canned sort of compartmentalized response. And I said, well, they call me the bucket list guy. So for the last 10 years, I've been running around the world doing my bucket list and writing off on tax. Uh, and people pay me, and I've done some crazy shit, and people, people pay me to rock up at their conferences and, and, and their events and then I talk about some of the stuff that I've done and relay that positive psychology message onto the audiences and hopefully they can go out there and do the same and live a regret-free life rather than a regretful life. Well, shit, did you go to un- did you go to university to do that, Trav? No, I didn't. No, that they don't have that class, I don't think. No, no. I came across your TED Talk, which was amazing, and and I'll I'll post that in the group and the guys will get a chance to to review it. Can, but yeah. Talk about how, how did that come about? I'm just out of curiosity. Like, how does one come to be uh, speaking for TED, I guess? Yeah, yeah. That was the biggest one in Australia. And I wanted to be on the stage of the biggest one in Australia, not one of these little university kind of ones. Right. Um, what, you f- what you focus on expands, right? Hmm. I mean, we can talk about that in the negative and we can talk about that in the positive, you know? And, and, and I just, before we talk about that, Sure. I've been through depression myself. Mm. I've been through divorce myself, uh, albeit wasn't ugly, but I've been, and what I've created is really a bunch of tools to really help the former me. Yeah. You know, I've created this to, to really coach the former me and what I went through because I see it wherever I go around the world, man, especially blokes yeah. that was, we say here in Australia, blokes, especially guys that are going through shit and they just see no way out of it. I created this especially for guys um, and especially for young men as well. Um, And and it really has helped me first see the light at the end of the tunnel, the rainbow after the storm, you know, the, the breakdown before the breakthrough, the confusion before clarity. That's what it's all about, man. And, and so I did a TED talk um, through 
no fault of, well, basically, I see I run a podcast too, right? So check this little backstory out. I run a podcast too called the, uh, the, the Bucket List uh, the Bucket List Live podcast. Hmm. I had to think about it there for a while. Um, and I had I had on my bucket list, as soon as I saw TED Talks, um, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do a TED Talk. You know, I'm a, I'm a professional speaker. I'm what they call a CSP, which means nothing other than certified speaking professional. Yeah. People who book people like me like to see that against your name, which is cool. It's a level of professionalism. So as a speaker, you want to be, or as a thought leader, you know, you want your CSP, you want your TED Talk, you want the book, yeah. um, and you want international speaking gigs. And so that was one of the big ones for me to do the TED Talk. So I had, I cheekily put John Yeo uh, on my podcast as he's the curator of TEDx, you know, TEDx Melbourne, which is the biggest one in Australia. You know, big yep. events, they're amazing. Everyone wants to get a slot in that stage. I had him on like a year and a half before I got given the slot. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like interviewing like you are me now. I'm like, so John, you know, what would one have to do in order to get up on that stage of yours in TEDx Melbourne? And he's so, he doesn't give shit away and he's just so blatant, you know, just just didn't, didn't pick up or if he did pick up, he didn't let on. And I'm like, so John, what would, and I'm like, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh, fucking hello. Um, and I'm like, what would be the, you know, an ideal theme or topic or talk or an idea worth spreading, which is the, the TED ethos, would one have to do, say to you right now, maybe John, Right. <laughs> <laughs> he went anyway it didn't go anywhere and like um i went oh fuck it i'm gonna you know just park this goal for a second you know sometimes these things take a little bit more time true and uh and i just went out and i keynoted around the world and then friends of mine said i recommended to john said oh you've got this thing coming up i think travel would be a good max mm. uh, a match for it I was at this networking thing and uh, for speakers and John came up to me and said, Hey, Trav, I think uh, we need to talk about you doing a TED talk with uh, at, at TEDx Melbourne this year. And I'm just, you know, being cool. I'm like, I'll see if I can fit it in, John, you know, like uh, you know, underneath, I'm just yeah. fist pumping. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I did that. I, I, and he said, no, nah, but you haven't got it yet. I said, well, but, but, but John, I'm the bucket list guy. You know, surely you want me on. He's like, nah, champ. Just, just we don't want your canned keynote presentation, dude. We want you to be really unearth the idea we're spreading, which is the whole thing. Yeah. So you've got to, you've got to audition. Mm. I'm like, oh, it just, I, I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna screw this up. I'm gonna, right, right. Um, you know, here's my dream just faded away. You know. So I, I did the audition. I, I heard that he'd shut down a few other people that applied for it and just said, no, nah, you're not ready for it. And, and I'm like, oh, this is my one big chance. I don't want to. So I did my thing and uh, and I've just waited patiently, a long pause. And John said, don't change a thing. I went, what? I'm in. He said, yeah, <laughs> just a little tweak, little tweak, but don't change a thing. It's exactly what we want for the theme of this of of this TED experience. Oh, that's awesome. And I've just, that's when I'm full on fist pumped and I think, thanks, mate. Went and did it. 
um, in front of 2,000 people. Me, when I speak from stage, I normally run around like an idiot. Um, so I'm, I'm on a three-by-three three red dot. I was, a, I was a cage monkey, four cameras on me. And if you're about, I reckon about uh, a few minutes into it, into the eight minutes, so I'm like, if you go back and watch it, I'm like, I'm like drying up, I'm nervous. <laughs> like, and I, and you don't even get paid, you know, like, why should I care? Right. Um, but it, what it, mate, what it did was uh, just took me from there to there. You know, it, it's, a, it's a really cool badge of honour. But most importantly, it, it's been seen by a heap of people around the world and it's helped, you know, the actual idea we're spreading has helped so many people. Yeah. And um, and I know a lot of people watch the TED Talk and they've changed, you know, changed an aspect of their life, um, which is what the whole, what I stand for. So what I did in that was I introduced and unpacked a concept called, funnily enough, the My Bucket List Blueprint, right. which is 12-letter acronym, um, 12-letter, you know, or 12-step framework. Sounds a bit like AA, doesn't it? 12 <laughs> 12-step program um, to help people really uh, go north, south, east, west in their own brain and help them extract and articulate this personally meaningful and holistic bucket list. It's not just about travel. And this is the important thing, um, which is a common misconception. And it shouldn't be done on your deathbed after you get given a use-by date either. It should be done right now. So the whole idea was to help people be happier now to help them have more meaning more purpose and more fulfillment in their life now and more gratitude in their life now rather than waiting until later on in life you know when when people go and live their bucket lists because as you'd know people need to you know well, well yeah people need to be happier now look at the statistics and we talked about it before it's just going through the roof man and yeah. um and, and and blokes you know we need more help than anyone yeah, we're very bad at dealing with emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know after 10 years of sort of staying in the same lane and and, and going through this myself, this has been my saviour, um, been a big tool in my life. It's been my, my bucket list has been literally something I've had to, I, it's a tool to recalibrate on. My, my true North Star of what, how I can experience more meaning purpose and fulfillment more gratitude in my life and i know it has for a lot of other people as well talk about how, how did you come to this like i i mean i get the ted talk we, we got that but how how did this how did this become a focus and and um you know what led you to to consider talking about this yeah yeah it's a good it's um so so like I said before, mate, you ask a speaker a question and he just carries on. Um, so, yeah. It's all good. Now, I, I, I grew up here in Ocean Grove here in Australia, and uh, which is the southern part of Australia. So I've always grown up as a jock is what you say, always into health and fitness. That led me to be a, um, to do a university degree in human movement or phys ed. Um, third year university, I started my first business um, in personal fitness training in the early 90s. And when there wasn't this industry of personal trainers, started that, and then um, get I just just got client on client on client. Um, long story short, there I did I did I was in the personal fitness training industry for 20 years. So I was the first to franchise personal training studios around Australia. We had 
you know, tens of thousands of clients, nearly two over two million personal training sessions, about 300 personal trainers working for me, or, or sort of under that umbrella of that brand. Um, but the business model, there was some few toxic people, things got on top of me, went downward spiral, um, life, divorce, a few other things happened. Right. And uh, and look, at the end of the day, um, yeah, just, just stuff got on top of me and I don't have to talk to you about that. You know exactly what I mean, right? Yeah, and, yeah. and on the surface, I love the end product of personal training, but what I created, I created my own, you know, mess, I guess. And, uh, and I uh, wasn't being true to myself and I lost people contact. I've become too much of a lawyer, too much of an accountant. I'm like, I was really incongruent with what I started out, you know, the journey as. And, um, and so one thing led to another and instead, instead of going on, I, you know, like I went through depression and I, I, instead of going on heavy antidepressants, which I knew a lot of other people were on, they were just kind of sleepwalking through their life. That was kind of like a band-aid fix for me. And I was just like, no, I, I, I want to get, I want to get to the root cause of what was going on and really understand my, my own psychology and belief systems and, all that sort of thing. So I went and studied positive psychology, which makes up the large, uh, really a large part of what I do today. Really, this is about positive psychology, but with the brand of bucket list over the top of it. Positive psychology, NLP, life coaching, Akagi principle, law of attraction, a heap of it. This all became a soup of learnings over the course of a year, two years. Mm. And it was at the end of that, a friend of mine said, hey, Trav, and I really worked through some shit as well. And a lot of it would be relevant to your crew, man, is, is uh, I had to work through my own ego, right, and, and asking for help. Yeah. And because, you know, as a super man, super entrepreneur and as a jock and, and, you know, superhero syndrome leads us to not ask for help. It's a sign of weakness, which is fucking bullshit. Yes, you know? amen. Yeah, and uh, at the end of the day, I've had to deal a lot with that, you know, and I still struggle with it, asking for help. And but um, so that was some of the demons I had to work through. But for me, it was at the at the tail end of all of those learnings, especially that intense period. A friend of mine at the time said, "Hey, why don't you basically said, why don't you teach this shit, Trev?" And I'm like. shit all right that helped me really compartmentalize why i was at these seminars you know i walked on fire hugged it out with you know and high-fived it with strangers on weekends and you know you cry on my shoulder i'll cry on yours and all that you know broken the boards bent the bars broke the arrows done all the, the rituals and ceremonies and blah 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 and so and for me going, all right, well, I'm going to start teaching this personal development stuff. And so I summed up the courage and, and that this was one of the scariest moments in my life. And, but, but on reflection, it was the big domino that I had to push over in my life. And that was to put on a public event, package in all the shit that I've learned, all my entrepreneurial stuff and pay this stuff forward. Yeah. So I... I nearly had to pay the 40 people to my event. Uh, they sat there um, about halfway through. I started sharing and I was scared as fuck too, like doing it. I really was scared. But I, I thought I saw this guy by the name Alan Weiss, who was this brash Jewish New York dude who has no tech, 
no whiteboards, no none of that stuff. He just talks. And when I saw I saw him and he and he how he he had us laughing, he had us crying all in the one minute. And I thought if I could do that, he's doing I could do fucking anything. Yeah. And I think we've got to identify what is that big domino that we've got to push over that would have a flow-on effect to a lot of other areas of my life. So I got more confidence, you know, all that sort of stuff as a result. Right. Put on the talk about halfway through, I started sharing my list to do before I died. Always had one written down since I was 18. Mm. A lot of people very close to me didn't even know this. So wherever I went in shared housing and, and in and out of different relationships, I always had my little blue folder with my list to do before I die. I picked it up in a Tony Robbins thing years ago and I just had this list. I said, who else has got one of these lists to do before you die? And so I, nah, I was the only freak in the room. I said, why, why do you get out of bed in the morning? Um, what, why, what are you going to work for every day? Why are you building your business? Right. Um, common response. I'll pay off the house, put the kids through school, do a bit of trouble when I'm older. Yep. I'm like, fuck, is that it? And so, fuck, is that it to the audience? A bit, a bit. In my mind, I'm like. We live in a delayed gratification society. I'll be happy when syndrome. Yeah. You know, a lot of us are living by default rather than by design. They're existing and not living. And so for me, that was a very common response. It still is today. And, and anyway, this list, I started sharing some of the things on my list. And I wrote this was when I was 18. I became the bucket list guy 10 years ago. I started sharing this list 10 years ago. Um, and it was my reason, my true north. I always looked at it, added to it, crossed things off it, but it always helped me recalibrate on why I was doing what I'm, it was a tangible why. It's not the money, it's not the time. They are the byproducts of your vehicle, yeah. right? Your job, your career, your business. Um, but it was always my reason why. So the point being is I, I um, at the end of it, Joe, one of our, clients at the time said how's the list list to do before you die stuff it's really you know got people thinking it's like a bucket list you're, you're like the bucket list guy and I went ping light bulb moment <laughs> went home and registered the bucket list and nice. I've been doing that ever since nice so what are the core sort of tenets? I mean, we can go through all of them if, if you'd like. Um, I, I definitely recommend guys check out the uh, the TED talk but what are the core tenets of maybe not the bucket list itself, but why have it? I mean, you kind of touched on it, but specifically, what does it do for an individual if they have that? Yeah, yeah well, it, it helps us live intentionally. Hmm. You know, it helps us also be grateful because you've got, uh, uh, you know, in the TED Talk and in, or not so much in the TED Talk, but definitely in the book, I outlined the fact that we've got three lists, right? We've got a future bucket list. Yeah. We've got, you know, which is obvious. We've got a reverse bucket list, which is all the done, the stuff that you've done in your life as if it were in a bucket list all the way along. And that in itself is a massive gratitude exercise. Yeah, true. Right? And shit, it makes it, it, it. guys, if you're watching this right now, uh, like, do, like, fuck the, fuck the future. Don't worry about that. Right. It's too overwhelming, especially where we, we might be at at the moment. But what I want you to do, and one thing that I've learned in myself, I write five gratitudes every night, right? So 
this is and these are the rules five gratitudes every night so three is easy five is actually hard you actually actually switched on another part of your brain in order to really think through five and these are five things you do just before you go to bed at night mm. you can have a way better sleep you don't worry you switch off your monkey mind and think of five things that have been really cool that that have happened today it could be as small as it doesn't matter but um, it actually changes the chemical in your brain. You go to a more happier place. You identify the little things that made you happy and gave you that sense of gratitude um, during your day. Um, and the rules are you're not allowed to repeat it as well. So if you say, I'm really grateful for my family one day, you're not allowed to say it ever again. Right. right? So you've got to notice the little, little bits of happiness throughout your day. The reverse bucket list is a big version of that. Gotcha. Of looking back on the timeline of your life and identifying all the cool stuff as if it were on a bucket list all the way along. Mm. Right, you do that and it gives you such a sense of accomplishment, even in like especially in dark times. So I recommend everyone start with that first, reverse bucket list, and then you're like, oh God, I just did half of this stuff by default. I just said yes. And maybe it takes them back to a time when they were more spontaneous and when they said yes, a little bit more willing, and they didn't have the weight of the world and the situations and maybe the circumstances that we have right now. Yeah. You set that up, you set that reverse bucket list up, and you'll see, you'll see the lights will go on for a lot of people really like straight away, dude. Yeah. And then it gives you such a cool platform foundation for them setting, setting forth into the future. We've also got another list, and that's the fuck it list. Not the bucket list of the fuck it list. There's a whole bunch of stuff that we want to, that we just look at other people doing. We go, oh, fuck that. I, you know, I look at half the Red Bull athletes out there and I go, oh, you'd love to be that extreme. I'm not base jumping. Fuck that. Um, so <laughs> I'm not climbing Mount Everest. Um, but what it, uh, why do people need it? Um, well, they don't need, they don't need anything. I think that was your question, right? Yeah, what's the? I guess what's the what's the benefit? Uh, why why do it? To live, to be grateful, yep. to experience more gratitude, to experience more meaning, more purpose, and more fulfillment in your life. Which are the which are the core pillars of positive psychology? Positive psychology really flies in the face, or is I I be bold enough to say the solution to the problem? Yeah. All right, because positive psychology is identifying the strengths of a person, what lights them up, what gives them meaning, purpose and fulfillment, gratitude, and also mindfulness. You do more of, and it's all about help, like getting people to construct a life to do more of that so they'd be happier. Right. Happiness is the ultimate currency. But regressive psychology, when you go to the therapist, is all about helping you be normal again. And they'll dose you up on whatever, and sure, you might have to go through some childhood stuff and blah, blah, blah to get normal. But like, you just shouldn't stay in that place. Right. Not for a long period of time. Yeah. Okay. But most people want, who the fuck wants to be normal anyway? Right. Right. Unless you're a non-functioning member of society, then that's that, that shit's critical. Right. But if you're a functioning member of society and you think of yourself as somewhat normal, well, I want a better life for everyone. Yeah. I want more people because if you look at the stats, depression, anxiety, suicides, youth suicides, yep. um, the overprescription of antidepressants, we've even got this thing now which is really relevant to your crew, Google it, it's called the loneliness epidemic. 
It's the adverse effect of social media where we're all comparing our behind the scenes footage with someone else's highlights reel constantly. And we're getting notified about it too. Yeah. See my perfect life, see my perfect life, see my, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Look at my shit life. Yeah. And that's a downward spiral. That's an upward spiral and it's not getting any better, but that's resulting in a whole heap of anxiety, depression. Yeah. It's no wonder. Yeah. So um, I'd like to think that the, this whole, these bucket list tools is a, a way for people to see the light at the end of the tunnel, to start living intentionally and, and to create, you know, to have a regret-free life rather than a regret-full life. Yeah. I want people to allow themselves permission to be happier, to put your own oxygen mask on first yeah. before you can go and help others. All right. So if you're a parent, if you're a, a leader, if you're a, 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 a partner, which you are a leader, it, it, you know, this is kind of for everyone, for you to put your own oxygen mask on first and, and be, you know, really practice self-leadership in your own life and allow yourself permission to take time out of your life, to work on your life and write some shit down and then go do it. All right. What do you what do you say to the advice to to guys that are just going through this process and they're just down and out and they don't see positives they don't see future they can't see past their own pain their own maybe anger whatever it is they're caught up you know understandably in in being left in being divorced in being separated what what would be the I hate to use the one thing but maybe maybe there's a few things what would you recommend to, to so they can start getting out of the rut to even start thinking about creating a bucket list. For starters, if they're in your group, right? Yep. If they're in your group, they were not they were not forced in a headlock to be part of your group, were they? No, not at all. So psychology will always say if you've raised the white flag and you've bought the book, or if you've if you've signed up to a group or you've gone to the seminar, or you've consulted a, a coach, that you, you, you realise there's a gap between where you are and where you want to be, and you're probably not the best person to close that gap, you know, of where you're at right now. But you have raised the white flag and you have admitted to yourself that, yeah, I've got to get around some people. I've got to go and get help. I've got to seek expert opinion or... or you know, to, to close that gap because what I'm doing hasn't worked so far. Yeah. So I, I want to say this, that everyone within your group, give yourself a massive fucking pat on the back because the crew that are the guys that can't, there, there's, a other, there's a whole other level, and we all know this, yeah. of where you won't even opt into a group like this because you, you, it's so acute, it, it's so raw, and and you're on the brink. Yeah. You guys have already raised the white flag yeah. metaphorically, not a sign of weakness or any fucking bullshit like that. You've gone. You know what? I've got to get around more positive people. Some, you know, and get some advice. Just to, just talk to other people. And 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 that's what it's all about. The fact that you've opted in, which is a beautiful thing about Facebook groups, yep. is the fact that you're already you've already started your healing process. You've already started. Uh, towards, you know, that better, that bigger, better version of yourself. Um, a lot of guys 
you know, I want to. I don't want to talk about it, but a lot of guys won't even do that. Agreed. Yeah, unfortunately. So second, you know, the, the, the real one big thing, and I know this is going to sound self-serving, but you watched my TED talk, didn't you? I did. Absolutely. And more than once, actually. I watched it, uh, I think, three times now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so watch that and, and obviously buy the book. This is basically a, the TED talk in, in um, a, deep, a deeper kind of version of, in obviously in book form. Yep. Um, and I and I and I'm not just here trying to flog a book or watch or get another fucking view on right. on YouTube. I don't, don't care. So, but I've been doing the bucket list guy stuff for ten years, man. And I've had people in the audience who are on suicide watch, who are on heavy antidepressants, who have really like been at the edge, and. Just like I won't do the spoiler alert, but you can you know the the story at the end of the TED talk, and I won't yep. I won't talk about I talk about it in the book as well. But that shit, that kind of example, um, there'll be one in every audience, one if not more in every audience that I speak to these days. So because I go there with my own depression and own own thoughts and all, it it brings those people to stand up and talk to me, ask questions at the back of the room, and and. Yeah. I would not be giving, yeah, I, I don't play when, when it comes to guys and, and going through shit at them, you know, like I don't mess with this group. You know, I want, these are real tools to help you, um, to help you get out of where you are right now, to live with, with more happiness and more fulfillment, more meaning and more purpose because life is way too short not to. And you owe it to yourself, let alone your kids, let alone your future partner. And I want you, this will allow you to be the full expression of you. And this will allow you to be the full on fucking example that you want your kids to follow and be around. Yeah. Amen. You know, like we can point the finger at the world and, and use lame excuses, denial. This allows people to take ownership, accountability, and 100% responsibility on, over their whole lives, all right? And I've, got, I've, got, and I've been in the trenches, so, you know, and I've seen the lights go on for so many people over the last 10 years of doing this. Yeah, and, and speaking of, you know, it's a pretty serious topic, one that I have addressed in, a, in an episode, you know, male suicide, uh, the stats are, are staggering in, in the U.S. I never looked in the world, but um, could we talk about that a little bit and talk about, why, why do you think that is so high? I mean, I have my thoughts and opinions, um, but, but since you've been out and, and, and around the world, are, are these issues universal or, and what are they? What, why are so many men choosing that, that option? We have a uh, initiative here. A mate of mine set it up. And it's absolutely unbelievable. It's called the Are You OK Day National Initiative. I don't know if you've heard of it. There's, there's signage. You can become an AUOK ambassador and they do things in workplaces. And, and you know, for one day, albeit it should really be every day, sure. it's like literally you can't go anywhere. It's all over social media and stuff. Um, it's, it's a mental health initiative where you just ask people, are you okay? It's mm. a four-step process is where you ask them okay, wait for the response, and then ask, are you really okay? Yeah. And how can I help you? So are you okay? Male ego kills us, yeah. straight up. Yeah. 
because man to man, we don't, we're not grown, we haven't grown up. Yeah. Maybe being like, I've got, I've got four, I've got four stepkids, right? And I want to show them an example of a vulnerable male. Right. Now, a vulnerable male is not what my old man taught me. He's a fitter and turner by trade. He's a, he's a diesel mechanic, a man's man, not much of emotion. Now, where did he get that from? From his dad who went through the fucking war. Right. Who went through the Great Depression. You know, like, like right. when men were really men, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not last like us pansies these days. But, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, like and, and, yeah. But these guys didn't talk have all kinds of PTSD going on, uh, close it up, head to back then, we can't. Right. All we can do is realise that we need to be more authentic and more vulnerable and more open and really build up this famous muscle that I'm always referring to is the I don't give a fuck muscle. Yeah, we we uh, we don't excel in that. Um, I think we excel in running from the pain and in in the hurt, hiding, hiding our real feelings. This fucking hurts, and I and I am hurting. And bro, can you help me? The hardest thing I know this from from being an entrepreneur. The hardest thing in in being an entrepreneur is this sentence: "Can you please help me?" Yeah. Same thing in life, right? Yeah. No, agreed. I, I think, I think masculinity um, is being redefined, uh, honestly, and I think it's it's shifting from that John Wayne, you know, they chew fucking leather and shit bullets or whatever to you know, owning your shit. Like I think I'm do that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the definition has changed, and I think it's it's not it's about ownership and complete and total ownership of your feelings, of your emotions, of your strengths, of your weaknesses, like just be authentic and own but it. The thing is too, you know, like we can go full on one way. Sure. Right. And I, I have done a lot of work around this. We can go full on one way and be, be open and vulnerable and that sort of thing. And don't, don't, you've got to wear it as a badge of honor. Yeah. But when it comes to mating season, um, girls, women still want a man to be a man sure all right that's that's the fucking dichotomy that's the that's the paradox that we live in on one hand we want to be vulnerable and authentic and and be open and but the other side of it you know a chick wants a wants a bloke yeah you know and and so where do i so you got to work out that balance for yourself right and and they don't you know they won't respect you if you're not Right. No. Yeah. No. It's true. It is definitely it's is a balance. We are we're screwed, man. <laughs> but I think you know the messages are still very mixed. Not only you know from society, I think it's getting better, but also you're right. The the expectation from women is still it's very confusing because let's be honest, they're they're good at feeling their emotions, but they're shit at explaining anything behind them. The thoughts, you know it's there they have their own weaknesses too right you're right like like but we can only control the controllables right yeah we can very true you know and I, and this is about the responsibility ownership piece as well um how how we get treated is because we've trained the world to treat us like that yeah right 
stop blaming. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, stop using excuses and stop denying you've got a fucking problem. And so the, the more, a per, the, the faster a, a guy that can, you know, own up to his own shit and, and, and then be the change that he wants to see in the world, the better. Agreed. So any, any final pieces of advice or wisdom you would give to, to any man who is going through this divorce process um, and, and, and just feeling the misery of it? Yeah, look, you, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. This is not what I normally talk about either. Like this is quite a first for me as well. So I'm really, right. I really am grateful for allowing me the, the platform to speak these thoughts because I've, Never really, I don't, you know, people want to, oh, yeah, so you're the bucket list guy. Tell me about some stupid shit you've done. That's easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so, and, and look, yeah, and I, love, I really love this conversation because, you know, I, I hurt for a lot of guys out there, and, you know, being there myself. And um, we always want to coach our former self. Yeah, true. Don't we? Yeah. And, and so I want to set a challenge. And that, that two challenges. One is how can you go out there and be even more vulnerable today, tonight, today, tomorrow? Wow. Go and push that. Go and push that somewhere, okay? Where can you stretch your, country, uh, your vulnerability comfort zone? Like right away. Don't fucking close up, yep. all right? That's just you being not vulnerable. Yep. That's you being closed. Where can you be more vulnerable where can you be more congruent to yourself? We've got this thing called cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is literally pain that gets created on a chemical level where if your actions in the world are not congruent with who you really are as a person underneath, it'll cause you pain, anxiety, depression your whole life. Go out there and be true to yourself, not in a hedonistic kind of way. You've still got to be a functioning member of society, but go out there and just push the, you know, push your comfortability, your vulnerability boundaries. I think yeah. people will know how to map that into their life. I think by saying that. Yeah, agreed. The second thing, um, I want people. I've got a challenge for you. So, uh, you and all your watchers and listeners, and put it onto the Facebook wall but I want you to send me your bucket list. That's awesome. So you're going to watch the TED Talk. You're going to buy the book uh, and you're going to create your, the, your written down bucket list. If you write stuff down like goals, let alone bucket list items, you've got a 42% more likelihood of them actually you know, coming to fruition, manifesting. If you actually just write shit down. Mm. And I think, you know, like you're nearly halfway there. So get it out of your head onto paper. And there's proof as well. If you actually use a pen and paper versus just typing into your phone or a laptop or something, it has, there's even more consciousness raising that goes on with that process. Really interesting. Yeah, it, is. it makes you think more by writing. Yeah. So you've got five gratitudes to do every night. You've got a reverse bucket list to build. You've got a future bucket list that you're going to send me after going through the book and through and through the TED talk, and you're going to send it to me at trav at trav at the bucketlistguy.com. Gotcha. 
and you're gonna you, feel free to put me into the group as well, and I'll call people. I'll call people on it. Yeah, and if for there's sure. any excuses, I won't take them. But what we've got to do is separate your daily to do list from your bucket list, because guess which one gets done on a day to day basis yeah. first? Yeah, to do list. Your daily to do yeah. list until something traumatic or dramatic happens to you or a loved one. Suddenly you reprioritize. So I, I don't wait until you get a use by date, just like the movie. All right, I want you to wake up. Honestly, fucking wake up before you get given a use by date or something happens to you, you know, a family member or something like that. Don't let that crisis, and you've probably already been through one, but don't let another crisis force you in. Don't let that level of fucking pain force you into this place. Do it now before you before you have to experience any more pain. Well, Travis, I really I really appreciate you taking the time. You're uh, incredibly inspiring. I hope my guys get something out of it. I definitely will invite you to the group. Um, we kind of touched on the best way to find you. I'm, I'm guessing the bucketlistguy.com. Yeah, bucketlistguy.com. And, uh, and if you go .com forward slash book, you can buy the book. This is literally the only copy, the only copy on planet Earth right now because we just uh, launched it yesterday. Oh wow! No so, kidding. Yeah, it's only been ten years in the, in the making. <laughs> um, talk about talk about dealing with your own demons, man. It's like a, a whole a whole other episode on procrastination versus perfectionism, and oh god. Well, I'd love to have you back on to discuss that and and many other topics, man. This has been great. I'm I'm. It's really inspiring. I appreciate you and and everything you've said today, and I look forward to doing it again. Love it, love it. Send me your list, guys. Uh, I really want to see. I've magical bucket list superpowers to make this shit come to fruition. I will definitely be sending mine. I promise. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Take care of yourself. Hey, man. Bye. Bye. Okay, that's a wrap for episode 13. I want to thank Travis for sitting down and talking with me. I thought it was a great conversation. I recorded it a little while ago and actually kind of forgot how, how good it was um, and certainly forgot how long it was. Um, but it was, a, it was a really good conversation. I, I'm excited to get him into the Facebook group page. I'm excited to read his book. The TED Talk is awesome. Definitely check it out. It'll be posted in the group. So as I mentioned in the Facebook group page, I've been toying with uh, some type of release schedule and I think I've settled on every Tuesday and every Thursday and because it's uh, 14 minutes to midnight on Tuesday night I need to hurry the hell up and get this out so I hope you're all well until next time take care of yourselves take care of each other thank you so much for listening thank you to Nick Coyle and Lifer for allowing me to use their song Born Again which you're hearing now and at the intro to the podcast Thank you to Justin Delahanty and all of my brothers at the Alpha Code. Please reach out and connect with me and other like-minded men on the Facebook group page, Rising Phoenix Podcast. This group will be used to discuss released episodes, future episodes, and to discuss any and all things that come from dealing with a divorce, separation, or breakup. I look forward to connecting with you. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. And remember to surround yourself with people who add value to your life, who challenge you to be greater than you were yesterday, who sprinkle magic into your existence just like you do to theirs. Life is not meant to be done alone. Find your tribe. Take care.